clock in, never clock out. No way with the slackers. No, no way with the slackers. No, 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 no way with the slackers. Clock in, never clock out. Clock in, never clock out. Clock in, never clock out. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Path of Revelation podcast. I am your host, Gabriel Parker, and this is where the culture meets scripture. Listen, I am super excited, super excited. Um, I have a great show today for you guys. I'm excited for a couple of reasons. The first reason I am excited is because the featured song for this episode is my first single as a solo artist, which is my song Mocking Word, featuring my mother in the gospel, gospel music legend, Esther Smith. So I'm, I'm excited to, to share this song with you guys on the show. This is the first single, um, and this song will be on my upcoming album, which I'm planning to release in the first quarter of next year. So we're looking around February, beginning of March, God willing. But I'm super excited to share that with you guys. Also, I have some great topics that I want to dive into for this episode. I'm most definitely going to be uh, dealing with the Kanye West Sunday services. Um, this has been a topic that has been trending for like the last two or three weeks. And really the Sunday services um, that Kanye has been doing has actually been picking up a lot of steam. Um, he's been doing it for a while, but it seems like as of lately, it's been really trending like never before. Uh, so I really want to deal with that. Um, but, I, but before um, I hop into that, because I'm also going to deal with two goals of the spirit of the Antichrist. But before we hop into that, um, I made a post <laughs> uh, a couple of days ago that ended up going viral. Like it's still like it's like 50 people a day are still sharing this post 20 to 30, 40, 50 people are sharing this post seems like every day. Um, but in this post, I said the Holy spirit isn't an energy or vibe. He is God. And before I know it, this post just like I'm getting notifications on this post like day and night. And, um, listen, I understand and, and, and I want to explain why I made this post. Um, but before I do, I, I understand when someone feels the presence of God or the ten, or, or, or someone has a genuine experience with the tangible presence of God, there will be emotions involved. You may want to jump. You may want to to leap, cry. Um, you may want to scream. You may want to dance. Listen, like whenever... I'm worshiping and I, I have a genuine experience with God, meaning I feel his presence like, man, I, I cry like a baby, me personally. And listen, it's nothing wrong with praising and worshiping God in these fashions. Um, but but I made this post because I believe we've allowed emotional reactions to become the benchmark for how we define a move of God. For example, we've allowed uh, goosebumps, um, the hair standing up on our body, positive vibes and energy to be the benchmark for how we define a move of God. And the problem with that is you can experience all of these things 
while engaging in worship, worship to idols or, or following courts. You can experience all of these things engaging in other religions. Um, they call it like when you get like a high or you feel a, a strong sense of pleasure, they call it dopamine. Um, dopamine is released in your um, in your brain uh, where you feel um, a sense, a, a strong sense of pleasure. Um, that's probably why they refer one of the slangs for drugs as dope. I don't know if that's true or not, but I'm just trying <laughs> connecting the dots. Um, but I think that many of us, we, we associate strong emotions with the move of God. And so because many of us have looked to our emotions to help us identify God or the Holy Spirit, I believe many of us value our emotions more than we do sound doctrine because it feels good to us. It must be right. But the Bible doesn't say the Bible doesn't say that the Bible doesn't say if it feels good is right. The Bible says deny yourself. In other words, what feels right could be wrong. And I would even submit a lot of times that things that feel right to us are wrong. You know, our flesh has a way of leading us to do things that are in opposition to God. Um, our heart, it, uh, the Bible says in Jeremiah 17 and 9 that the heart is deceitful and desperately wicked above all things who can know it. And so a lot of times I think we we can think things are God that actually aren't God because we're following our heart instead of actually following the move of the spirit. And so I really want to deal with this because I think many of us who profess Christ have made the mistake of reducing the Holy Spirit to a feeling, a vibe, energy. But the Holy Spirit is God. And so I really wanted to just deal with this really quickly because I believe this ties into situations uh, like a Kanye West and, and different things culturally um, that I've been dealing with on this show. Like, how do we recognize a move of the spirit? I think the, sp the goal of the Holy Spirit, as um, mentioned, and, and when you get time, I want you to check this out in John chapter 16, verse 8 through 14. Uh, Jesus talks about the Holy Spirit. And what when it comes, what it's going to do. And so, in other words, he's letting us know what a move of the spirit actually looks like and what the results will be. The first result of a move of the spirit is the Holy Spirit will convict the world or non-believers of their sin and point them to Jesus because no man comes to the father but by him. And so the spirit isn't just. Uh, preaching Jesus as a way, the spirit is revealing Jesus as the only way. Um, the second thing that the spirit of God comes to do is he will lead and guide us into all truth. And number three, he will glorify the biblical Jesus. He will glorify Jesus. Um, and so when you look at John chapter 16, verse eight through 14, uh, I'm just going to read it real quick. He says, and this is Jesus talking and he says, and he's talking about the Holy Spirit. He says, and when he comes, he will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness. In other words, he will point us towards righteousness and judgment concerning sin because they do not believe in me. Verse 10 concerning righteousness, because I go to the father 
and you will see me no longer. Verse 11 concerning judgment, because the ruler of this world is judged. And, and so listen, verse 12, I, I just want to get through this real quick because I don't want to take up too much time. I want to get to the next segment, but all of this is important. Verse 12 says, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot hear, bear them now. Verse 13, when the spirit of truth, which is the Holy Spirit comes, he will guide you into all the truth for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify me for he will take what is mine and declare it to you. So listen, we have to understand that the Holy Spirit is not energy or a vibe. He's actually God. The Holy Spirit is an actual person. How do we know that the and when I say actual person, he's not he's not human, but he is an individual. He's he is not a metaphor. He is not figure uh, figuratively speaking. Um, like when the Bible talks about wisdom, it refers to wisdom as a her. But wisdom isn't actually a person. It is an attribute. Um, and but how we know the Holy Spirit is an actual person is because um, Jesus tells his disciples in John 14, verse 17, that the spirit is with you, but later shall dwell in you. So there's a distinction and we know that he is a person because one minute he's with us. The next minute he will be in us. Um. How do we know the Holy Spirit is God? And I'm dealing with this because I saw a few responses on my post that was mocking the post, making fun of it. A few Hebrew Israelites was like, no, he's not God. You know, well, the Holy Spirit, we know the Holy Spirit is God because he is omniscient. In other words, he is all knowing. Again, John 16 and 13 says when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth for he will not speak on his own authority but whatever he hears he will speak and he will declare to you the things that are to come the holy spirit is all-knowing the holy spirit is also omnipotent in other words he is all-powerful we see the holy spirit active in creation uh, in Psalms 33, verse six through seven, by the word of the Lord, the heavens were made and by the breath of his mouth, all their hosts where it says breath. The Hebrew word for breath here is Ruach. And that word Ruach is translated the spirit. So it's referring to the Holy Spirit. So let me read that again. By the word of the Lord, the heavens were made and by the spirit of his mouth all their hosts he gathers the waters of the sea as a heap but puts the deeps in storehouses and so when it talks about he gathers the waters of the sea that's referring to uh, the creation account in genesis where it says and the spirit hovered over the waters um romans 8 verse 11 it, it lets us know that the spirit of god raised Jesus from the grave if uh, and it says if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you and this is the last one and, and I'm laying this down for you guys because there's so many so much false doctrine 
at the at the fingertips of of us today because of social media. I want I want us as believers to be equipped in how to act effectively defend our faith, but also view our faith accurately and biblically. Acts five, verse three through four, we see Ananias who lies to the Holy Spirit and Peter uh, discerns and calls him out. He's and it says, but Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and to keep back yourself part of the proceeds of the land? So in other words, he he was supposed to be giving um, an offering for the sake of the church, but he lied and held back what what was commanded of the Holy Spirit. And so in verse four, it says, why it remained unsold, did it not remain your own? And after it was sold, was it not at your disposal? Why is it that you have contrived this deed in your heart? You have not lied to man, but to God. So we see the apostle John um, referring to the Holy Spirit as God here. So it's important that we understand that the Holy Spirit is God and that the, the move of the spirit should not be defined by our emotions, but the, the spirit of God moves and it comes to accomplish a specific purpose in our lives. So in other words, if we're running around the church, leaping for joy, singing praise and worship songs, but there's no change really happening in our lives, if we're not um, truly repenting and turning to Christ and 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 being convicted of our sin and, and taking our sin to Christ that he may um, help us overcome, then we may have to question if we're actually experiencing a move of the spirit or just emotionalism. And so, listen, we're going to I'm going to take a quick break. I want to hop into the featured song for this episode, which is my first single from my upcoming album. Um, the title of this song is Mocking Word, and it's featuring um, gospel legend, my mother in the gospel, Esther Smith. And listen, I just want to say this. I wanted to, I didn't grow up on rap. <laughs> I actually grew up on gospel music. Like I grew up singing in the choir. Like I didn't grow up on rap. And so what I wanted to do in my production, um, especially in my solo music, because I don't think I really displayed this, uh, in my production for POR, but, uh, in my upcoming project, a lot of you guys are going to hear the gospel influence as far as the sound and, and things of that nature uh, in the production. And, and this song is just an example of that. So, man, let's hop into Mocking Word. Make sure you guys download it, stream it. It's available on all uh, digital platforms. Let's hop into Mocking Word. Time to lay down some serious sound. I pray we never mock the word Time to lay down serious sound Hear ye, hear ye It's a flood warning It's easy to mock If you've never seen it pouring They like We've never seen rain before Then here you come saying God sent us gonna pour So we choose our way And reject salvation though it's priceless The same reason we're stoned a prophet But you're sort of psychic So please remember When Noah was the butt of the joke but when the flood came, those who left was chasing his boat But it was too late, no man could stay afloat Even if my 
Michael Phelps in his prom with the strokes. Uh, flood even cover mountains like cloaks to clouds where I view like you, looking like smoke. Uh, the depth of sin will have you laughing at hope and only take Jesus serious as gold on the rope, hanging on chain. Mary blaspheming his name because judgment is an instant. We think it's rap as a game. I pray we never mock his word. Uh, I pray we never mock his word. Church, let us never mock his word. Uh, let us never mock his word. Glorify him. Yeah, let us glorify him. Church, glorify him. Let us never deny him. Too often church becomes like a circus or a game show Prophets are only good things, another gimmick to attach his name on Never seen someone leave for joy when being robbed Cause they're convinced the false prophecy is the voice of God The glory of God is not enough, so a seed for earthly treasure Competing for itching ears, so-called prophets are fortune tellers Who wanna be seen, abuse the scriptures, lust them for green And so the world samples and blaspheme over Christian themes Question, what? What does the world mock us? We're cool with it, as long as it leads to profits Toxic seeds only breed and lead to more robbers But the form of godliness, but no power Humble us, question, what is perspective? He supplies the very breath we use to reject him But help us love repentance and never mock your word Till our appetite for the things of this world have been curved uh, I pray we never mock his word uh, I pray we never mock his word Church let us never mock his word, uh. let us never mock his word, glorify him, let us glorify him, church glorify him, let us never deny him. Time to lay down some serious sound. So, so I want to deal with the Kanye West Sunday services. And listen, I, I want to be clear about this. I think the positive that is coming out of Kanye West Sunday service trending is that we're having conversations that I've been hoping that we as the church would have for a minute. And I think we're having I think this situation because Kanye is such an influential figure and and things of that nature for you guys who who listen to the Path of Revelation podcast regularly, you know, <laughs> you know, I, I'm constantly addressing how we as Christians view culture um, as it relates to how we navigate through culture as Christians and how and how we witness to the world effectively um, as believers. And so I think the Kanye West um situation that's going on right now, I think it's a good opportunity for us to have dialogue and conversations um, and look for biblical solutions, look for ways that we can honor Christ. Um, Because here's my issue with many professing believers as it relates to this. I wish some of us (laughs) contended for the faith the way we're we're defending Kanye. (laughs) And listen, I I say that from the bottom of my heart, like I desire to see all men saved. I desire to see Kanye saved or or a Snoop Dogg to to the no name person 
um, standing on the corner or whatever. Like I desire to see, I desire to see people saved. And, and listen, I believe God can save anybody and none of us um, deserves to condemn anyone. Um, but I do think we as the church need to be careful. Um, I, I really think that celebrity and fame is one of the biggest idols amongst many professing Christians today. Like my concern is that many of us don't really care about Kanye's soul. It's like I, I feel like many of us really just want Kanye to be a Christian because it actually validates our desire for fame, our desire to blow up, our desire to be a celebrity one day. Like it's like we root, we root for, for, for celebrities and famous people to be Christian. But on a day to day basis, we're not we're not defending the faith. We're not preaching Christ to our neighbors. And so I think. I think it reveals a lot of uh, a lot of us, a lot of our heart um, and our desire for the limelight, our desire for celebrity and fame and how we put people on a pedestal. Because one thing I notice is like, man, I've seen people are like <laughs> a lot of us are like Kanye apologists now. Like we're defending Kanye and his profession. Like, like, don't talk about him. And and so I'll say this. I think it's just as judgmental. Um to deem Kanye as a Christian as it is to not deem him as a Christian. Now I can, I can say what my personal belief is and and say, Hey, I may be wrong, but I do think we, we should be careful. Like I'm uh, one of my Facebook friends, uh, Santuan, and I'm going to quote him because he made a good point. He said, remember when Mace got saved, became a pastor and all that. Remember how it was church people that saw through it because it was shallow and didn't bear fruit and folks called them judgmental and all that. Just remember, it's nothing new under the sun. God doesn't need popularity. He calls for submission and obedience. He will add the increase. Time will tell. I mean, we did that with R. Kelly when he was singing gospel and I can, I believe I can fly. Like we can go through a list of different artists like Snoop Dogg and all of these people and their, their repentance wasn't genuine because they continued doing what they were doing after the gospel albums or after the gospel songs. And so I think we should be, should be, um, cautious. And here, uh, another concern that I have when it comes to this as a result, as, as how we look at this as Christians is a lot of us act like God needs fame. We act like fame actually empowers Jesus. That's why I like, I hate the, I hate the, the slogan, make Jesus famous. Like Jesus is already famous. Like he's the God of the universe. Like he doesn't need a celebrity to make his name great. He'll decide to use a celebrity and a no-name person. Listen, the very breath in our lungs, he's giving us the very breath in our lungs. He, he reveals himself to us through nature. He can reveal himself through dreams and like Christ doesn't need a celebrity. And so I think a lot of times we put celebrities on a pedestal and I think it's dangerous. Um, another, another awesome quote I want to um, 
share with you guys from my my friend Will Addison of AFA. You know, um, he's one of the hosts of airing the Addisons. Him and Miki, his wife Miki, they have a a show that airs every day, man. Make sure y'all Google airing the Addisons or go to AFA.net, I believe. Listen, he made an awesome, awesome post about this. Will said, just a couple thoughts. Paul was taught of the Holy Spirit three years before officially entering into ministry. Even then, he had to be brought in by Barnabas personally because of the church or because of their fear and unbelief before the other apostles accepted him. They didn't just accept word of mouth or reports. They didn't just accept word of mouth reports. Another thought, even when God told Ananias to seek out Saul, Ananias raised question with the Lord. He said, Lord, I have heard from many about this man, how much harm he has done to your saints in Jerusalem. And here he has authority from the chief priest to bind all who call on your name. Now, this is a good point. God didn't scold Ananias for raising question about newly converted Saul. But it seems like today to raise question about Justin Bieber or Kanye West is unacceptable. There is a vetting process, not just for celebrities, but for all of us. And it's called being known by our fruit. God gives us discernment to be fruit inspectors. Listen, everything that Will said is 100% true. And listen, it's Bible. There's nothing wrong with vetting Kanye West. It's nothing wrong with saying, yo, this man was just for the last over 10 years has been leading people to straight up to the devil, misleading people away from Christ. Like just like he got songs that he just did a couple of months ago, released a couple of months ago where he's talking crazy. He, he's talking crazy on his last album. It's nothing wrong with a vetting process to see if the fruit is actually true. And listen, that's not condemning him. Like me making sure that you're actually saved and about what you, about the father's business, there's nothing wrong with that. And listen, man, like and and I take this serious, man, because just like Paul was persecuting Christians and he was an enemy of the cross, Kanye in his past was an enemy of the cross. And yeah, we all were enemies of the cross. But Con based off of Kanye's platform and influence, an endorsement of the church, if he's not sincere, can be damaging and misleading and, and, and lead many astray. Listen, remember, remember when everyone was excited about no malice? One had uh, Pusha T's brother, one half of the clips. Everybody was excited about no malice profession of faith until they found out he was really serious. Like, I haven't seen that man on a big platform since he went on Breakfast Club and proclaimed Christ. Like, no malice went on Breakfast Club and, and boldly proclaimed Christ, called jokers to repentance. Like, he wasn't biting his tongue. 
and I'm not saying that he hasn't done interviews since then, but I it's his his popularity like wasn't what what it was a couple of years ago when he first came out. You know what I'm saying? And so if Kanye is sincere, time will tell because fruit isn't just defined by what we say and do on a stage. It's not it's not just defined by what we do and say on a stage. Listen, though music can and is used to glorify God, for many of us as professing Christians, music is an idol to the point that it has become the benchmark for salvation, even if the person continues to promote a lifestyle and beliefs opposite of Christianity outside of the music. It's like, man, we don't care that mixing the holy and profane blurs the lines and helps produce lukewarm Christians and false converts. And so I think we as Christians, we need to do a better job of, of, of studying the word and showing ourselves approved. And we need to make sure we're not endorsing people prem- prematurely. Like I, I watched, I, met, I wanted to make sure I did homework on this Kanye West situation before I really spoke on it because I didn't want to make any assumptions. And so I watched a lot of the Sunday service um, that was live in Chicago. And I watched a nice portion of Sunday ser- his Sunday service in Atlanta at New Birth. Um, and then I watched his interview with David Letterman on Netflix, David Letterman has a special on Netflix where he's interviewing a lot of superstars and icons and starting at like the 46 minute and 20 second mark, Kanye begins to talk about what inspired the Sunday services. And what was interesting um, about his inspiration he never mentioned Christ was the inspiration. He pointed to, he said, the goal is world peace. He says, being free is being you. He talked about overcoming fear. And listen, these things are good and sound positive. Like he, he acknowledged that the devil puts messages over beats. And he talked about how when we hear songs about kids popping Zans and or popping Zans and getting drunk and high. He's like, man, that's the devil. Like he was just exposing it. Um, And so he, he talked about how Lucifer was the worship leader in heaven. You know, I actually talked about Lucifer like two episodes ago. And, 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 and so he begins to talk about these things. And what was interesting, what, what I was looking for is if Kanye is serious, is truly serious, I believe that he will eventually sit down and actually learn Christ. And this is something that I've been talking about on my show for a while. One of the biggest problems we have in the church is the moment we, we put people in, le- in positions of leadership and influence within the church because of their charisma their name, their talent, and not their fruit. And listen, we can't 
judge, we can't define fruit by what's said on the stage. And I say that because, listen, I've been in church my whole life and I'm and I'm even specifically reminded of when I was in college and I would see, you know, I was friends with a lot of people in the gospel choir. And what I noticed is in the gospel choir, you had a and this is like this in churches as well. But but I'm using the analogy of the gospel choir because when I, whenever I whenever I've watched the Kanye West Sunday services, it, it reminds me of gospel of the gospel choir, college gospel choirs, because as young people, young adults uh, who are extremely talented singing gospel songs. And it reminds me of when I was in college, I noticed what I noticed with the gospel choirs um, with the gospel choir was that there was devoted and true believers in the gospel choir. There were people that were really on fire for God. And then there were people who professed to be Christians, but they didn't live as Christians. But when you saw the gospel choir collectively singing together, they all looked the same. The people that was serious about Christ and the people that weren't serious about Christ looked the same when they were performing. They all looked passionate as they sing, sung gospel songs. They all looked passionate as they sung worship songs unto the Lord. But once they weren't on stage, some of those jokers went and prayed and sought God in their actual lives. Uh, some of them actually studied the word on their own. A lot of them were in Bible study, trying to learn of Christ. They were active in fellowship amongst other believers and, and holding each other accountable. And then there was those who once they were out of outside of the gospel choir, they were at the parties getting drunk. They were at the parties getting high. You had some um, some some men sleeping with men. And you had some of the women fornicating and vice versa. You had a mixture of people. And listen, I'm not condemning nobody. I'm just I'm just stating the facts. And so we've made the mistake of elevating music so much that we judge people according to their performance on a stage and not how they actually live. And so if Kanye is truly serious and sincere about his profession of faith, I believe he would denounce his old works. And here's why this is important. Some of y'all are probably like, man, Kanye don't owe us that. We not God. I've heard people saying that we not God. That's between him and God. Here's why it's not. Because Kanye has made a career off of leading people to hell. What he has done has been public and what he has done has been a testament to the God of this world, Satan. And listen, I'm not condemning him. I'm just stating facts. When I when I when I've heard Kanye's music in the past, I hear songs filled with pride, songs filled with fornication and lust. 
arrogance, sex, drugs, like explicit lyrics that that dishonor Christ. And so he's 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 done these things publicly. He's blasphemed the Lord publicly. Many times. And so what I believe one of the things that I believe that Kanye would do if he's sincere is he would denounce that. And we see we see in scripture Paul doing doing that, for example, because Paul was listen, Paul was persecuting the church. He was having Christians in prison. He was having Christians killed. He was bold when he was working for the devil. And when the Lord changed Paul's life, he didn't just profess Christ, but he professed that, hey, my old life is done that I might gain the excellency of Christ. And so we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. What is the testimony? Is Christ just a means to make me feel good? Is Christ just a means to help me deal and get through life? Listen, God will help you deal with depression and and the and, and what and the struggles and trials of life. But the primary reason we come to Christ is not to become better, more um, better, better people or morally good. That should be a byproduct of following Christ. But we come to Christ for righteousness. Listen, I could become a Muslim or a Mormon or a Jehovah's Witness to become a better person. But trusting in in in, in those faiths or their or, or those gods isn't going to bring me salvation. Salvation is only going to come through Christ. And so if I'm coming to Christ, what am I repenting of? What am I denouncing? And so my question would be, has Kanye West denounced his old life just as bold as he was about proclaiming darkness and blaspheming i i haven't seen him publicly denounce who we're saying is the old kanye all i see is a man on stage singing gospel songs who's who looks passionate who who has the posture of someone who is genuine just like the, the the individuals I witnessed in the gospel choir who who I actually knew personally who were living in sin outside of the gospel choir who was who was singing praises unto God but their lifestyle was con- completely opposite of that of a Christian they had a form of godliness but denied the power thereof this is important listen some of you guys think this is condemning I'm not condemning the man but listen the moment Something looks good, sounds good, and feels good. We won't research it (laughs) because we don't want to ruin the ecstasy that we get from it. And that's why we can't let our feelings trump sound doctrine or biblical order. The Bible should be our example, not how we feel about things. And so I think that and I'm just being honest. I think, and, and and I'm saying this, I'm not saying that Kanye can't be genuine or can't come to Christ. That's not what I'm saying. But listen, we have to be careful. Listen, here's the reality. Kanye 
is about to drop an album. When I go on Kanye West's website, he's selling merch, socks and T-shirts and sweaters that says Jesus and, and Holy Spirit. So this can very well be a, a publicity stunt. This can be an intent, uh, an attention grabber and a, a, a business move. And so I think time will tell. And, and I also, and I'm going to just be honest. I think that when we elevate people like Kanye West, I believe that the spirit of the Antichrist uses individuals like him to blur the lines between holy and profane by mixing the gospel with profane content. And listen, I'm re- I think we have to understand what the goal is. And now this is bigger than Kanye. The spirit of the Antichrist <clears throat> comes to do two things. The spirit of the Antichrist comes to either eliminate the gospel altogether or create a false gospel. Those are the two things that the Antichrist comes to do. It comes to encourage people to seek salvation and identity apart from Christ or present people a false Christ. Like I'm reminded of first John chapter four, verse one through three, it says, beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. For many false prophets have gone out into the world. Listen, that verse can preach by itself. This verse can be applied to a Kanye West or a Mace or anyone or a Snoop Dogg or anyone who's professing to be a Christian and coming in the name of the Lord. It says test every spirit to see if they are of God. For many false prophets have gone out into the world. Verse two lets us know how we can do that. It says by this, you know, the spirit of God. There go the Holy Ghost. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. I want you guys to keep make a note that's where it says every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh. Verse three says, and every spirit that does not confess Jesus is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist which you heard was coming and now is in the world already. And some of us may be like, well, Kanye is confessing Jesus or Snoop is confessing Jesus. But here's a couple of things that we have to look at. Is, a, is, is our confession consistent with the Jesus of scripture or the Jesus that we've created in our own heart where it says every spirit that confesses Jesus Christ has come in the flesh that is pointing not to just Jesus being the son of God that but that is also pointing to Jesus being God because when it says confesses that Jesus has come in the flesh that is pointing to John chapter 1 where it says in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God 
And then when we go down to verse 14, it says, and the word became flesh. So in other words, Jesus is God manifested in the flesh. And so it says in every spirit that does not confess Jesus or this Jesus is not of God. And so is the Jesus that we're proclaiming God in the flesh. Is this the same Jesus that came to destroy the works of the devil, as the scriptures say? Or does your Jesus affirm your sin? Does your Jesus affirm your idol worship? Does your Jesus affirm the wicked parts of your heart or the or, or your wickedness? Or does your Jesus call for you to deny yourself? Does your Jesus call for you to humble yourself? Does your Jesus call for you to deny yourself and pick up your cross and follow him? Or does your Jesus allow you to step into church and worship passionately and sing worship songs, but walk out of church and live for the devil? What Jesus is Lord of your life? And so we have to understand and I'm saying and I'm beginning to wrap up, but this is so important. Mentioning Jesus is not enough. But the context that we mention Jesus in is important. Because here's the reality. Muslims mention Jesus. They have a Jesus. Mormons have a Jesus. Jehovah's Witness have a Jesus. But is that Jesus consistent or accurate to the God, the Jesus in the Gospels? And so I'm here to tell you if the Jesus that Kanye or or you or me, if the Jesus that we're serving is not consistent with being God in the flesh and coming to destroy the works of the devil, which is sin and wickedness, then I submit to you that we are serving a false Christ. And we are operating in the spirit of the Antichrist. The spirit of the Antichrist comes to is the Bible refers to the devil as the God of this world. He is the prince. Ephesians two and two refers to him as the prince of the power of the air. And so he's working in the hearts of the children of, of disobedience, as the Bible says. And he comes when the Bible says, be not conformed to the world is referring to the system that he is controlling. That's why it calls him the God of the world. And so the spirit of the Antichrist wants you to choose everything but Jesus, the biblical Jesus. And I'm reminded of first John chapter two, verse 15 through 17. That's that tells us love, not the world, neither the things that are in the world for whoever loves the world. The love of the father is not in him for all that is in the world is the lust of the flesh the pride of life and the lust of the eyes. And these are not of the father. And so when we look at the, at, at what are the lust of the flesh, the pride of life, the lust of the eyes, we can look at Galatians five that talks about the fruit of the spirit, but it also talks about the works of the flesh. And it talks about fornication. It talks about uh, those who are in fornication, those who are in adultery, um, those who are in idolatry, who have a hatred in their heart, who, who dabble in sorcery, witchcraft, drunkenness, um, 
um, lasciviousness and, and inordinate affections or homosexuality. It says these are the works of the flesh and those who do these things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. And so I really believe that the greatest deception of the day is not an evil that comes to do away with Christianity, but an evil that comes to preach a false Christ, a evil that comes to preach a false Christianity, an evil that comes to preach a false Jesus, an evil that will stand on the stages and sing worship, an evil that will stand on the stages and sing praise. But on the other hand, will begin will begin to glorify the system that is the world that the Bible tells us not to be conformed to. And listen, when a person first comes to like, let me say this. None of us is perfect. I don't care how saved you think you are. None of us is perfect. But when a person first comes to Christ, they usually don't know anything because they're, they're new to the faith. Even if they've been in church their whole life, they haven't actually been walking out the Christian lifestyle if they've just given their heart to the Lord. And so a lot of times when people first come to the Lord, they don't know stuff. They're making mistakes. They're saying things that they shouldn't say. They're, they may still have remnants of their old life, old habits even if they were sincere about their profession. And so this is even more reason why I believe that if a Kanye is sincere, he should sit down. He should learn Christ. He should he should be discipled. Um, and, and I don't think that process should take place in the spotlight or while he has a microphone in his hand. And again, I, I know some people are going to disagree with this because we esteem celebrity so much. We think, oh, God can use a person like this so much. He's, look how many people he's turning to Christ. But listen, if Paul sat down for three years and he and he was the Pharisee of Pharisees, he knew the Torah by heart, I believe, because in those times, Jews, um, even from their youth, they were required to memorize the Torah. He was a Pharisee of Pharisees, scholars of scholars. Yet when he got saved, he sat down for three years. And I'm sure he had influence. I'm sh he had power, but he sat down to learn Christ and be discipled. He and, and so. If 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 a Paul and I'm not saying how long. A person needs to sit down once they give their life to Christ. But again, I think one of the problems that we have in the church is we put people in positions of influence in the church who are not qualified or ready for those positions. And so what happens is once they begin to struggle in their faith or they begin to experience doubt, as I believe most of us uh, who are believers have went through maybe um, I believe most of us who are believers have went through seasons where we've doubted God or, or, or some um, some of us have meet, maybe even questioned our faith. How damaging would it have been if we had a platform and a microphone in our hand? Because what artists do is we voice what we're going through. And, and we've seen it. We're, we're seeing it now as people walk away from the faith 
or and we we're seeing um gospel singers and worship singers who have huge platforms but don't have any real depth in God and they're speaking out against Christianity or they're conveying worldviews that aren't consistent with Christianity and they're actually affirming the world they're actually affirming the spirit of the Antichrist when a Lauren Daigle is in an interview and she's asked about homosexuality and she and she dodges the question and she says something like well, I'm not sure. I'm not really sure if the if 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 I, if the what the Bible says on this. But you're a worship leader. Like what? Of course homosexuality is a sin. That doesn't mean we hate homosexuals. It's a sin though. Like we're not we're we're not helping the great commission or the mission of sh- of spreading the gospel when we put people in positions of influence or, or give people Um, positions of influence in the church who are not equipped in sound doctrine or not mature and so I think we have to be careful as the church yes we should judge those who profess to be Christians the Bible Paul says that in I believe 1 Corinthians 15 and uh, uh, chapter 15 I believe I know it's in Corinthians. I'm not sure if that's the right chapter, but he talks about those who name the name of Christ. He says, judge those within. Judge those who within. He says, I don't judge those without on the outside. He says, I leave that to God, but I I have to judge those who are within. Because I want to make sure that they're not bringing in heresy or 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 false doctrine that will lead others astray. And so we have to judge. We have to do it in love. We don't have to condemn people to judge them. Look, we make judgments all the time. It's funny how the people that that are that are um, so many people are defending Kanye and saying, oh, the church is judging him and condemning him. And, and yeah, I've seen some posts, some professing Christians who condemned Kanye. And I think that's wrong. But most of the posts that I'm seeing are are people with genuine concern saying, hey, man, we we should we should be careful. We shouldn't just be accepting of this right away. We should give it time. I think that's actually wisdom because we're 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 keeping we're having people's souls in mind when we have that mindset like, yo, he could be faking and then. Like many others have faked and turn around and just pull the okie doke. And now he's taking people with him back, you know, leading them into sin or 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 creating more hypocrites like themselves. So we have to be careful. It's nothing wrong with that. Listen, we, we could pray for Kanye, but I think we should be praying for our neighbors. We should be praying for our family members. We should be praying for for our co-workers. We should be pr- spreading the gospel to people that we encounter in every day. Don't let this situation with Kanye distract you from you walking out your own salvation with fear and trembling and you being the witness and the light that God has called you to be in this dying world. But listen, thank you guys for tuning in. 
to the Path of Revelation podcast. Make sure you guys write in prayer requests, any questions that you have or any comments about anything that you've heard. Just go to pathofrevelationnow.com. Make sure you guys stream and download our latest album, The Peculiar as well. Also, make sure you stream and download my new single, Mocking Word. Thank you guys for tuning in. God bless you. Love you.